This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome again to the Abiding Together podcast where we provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for you who are on the journey of living out your passion and purpose in Jesus Christ just like us. This is our final episode of our season and my name is Sister Miriam James and I'm joined with my delightful and lovely wonderful friends Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. Heather, this is it. Summer's upon us. We're at the last series season of our last episode of our first season. How how are you doing with that? <laughs> oh, you know, I am so glad that summer's here. I could, I, I can't tell you my excitement over not having to pack school lunches anymore <laughs> or rush out in the morning, being able to drink a full cup of coffee without having to warm it up in the microwave. <laughs> to me, it's those little things cool. that are just making my day right now. Oh, it's good. I love summertime. I love just the connection with family and friends, being able to, you know, just take a break from the busyness of the regular scheduled uh, stuff and being able to connect with people. How about you, Michelle? You're like well into summer down there. We just started a week ago. So Florida girl. Hey, yeah. Heather just started. And now in our stores, they're already starting school supplies back for the fall year. I saw that yesterday in Walmart. I was like, Oh my gosh. That's wrong. It's so (laughs) crazy. Like my kids start back to school in less than a month. And so we are like on the downward, you know, hill of, um, you know, the summer. So, um, I'm good. We are in summer mode. Um, we just got back from a beach vacation with extended family and, um, you know, everybody's very tan and very hot because we're in Florida, but, um, we're just enjoying summer, you know, um, full out. And so nobody's killed each other. My kids haven't killed each other yet. Um, touch and go there for a little while. Yeah. Just rejoice in the little things. It's a little (laughs) And so, um, and I just try not to count how many stinking cups they use in a day and leave on my counter. You know, I don't know how many different cups they can use. <laughs> use the same darn cup. But anyway. This is real life. This is real life issues yeah. of a mom right here. Yes. yes. Seriously. <laughs> so many moms right now are like, uh-huh. I hear yeah. you, girl. Yeah. And all the single people are like, what the heck are you talking about? But let me tell you, the cup struggle is real, my friend. The it cup is struggle real. is real. Oh. Okay. I have one tip for the cup struggle. There are these things. They're like, I think they're for wine glasses or whatever. They're like wine writers or something. So it's basically like an erasable marker that you can write on glass. So in our house, we get everybody to write their name on it in the morning. And that is your cup. And God help you if you take another cup out of the Heather, cup. you are brilliant. I'm totally doing that today. Yes, yes. It's where, so do good. That? Yeah. where do you get them at Walmart or just wherever? Um, Those pens. I have no idea. They were given to us as a gift. I'm sure you can get them anywhere. Look on Amazon, people. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Free shipping. You can get it tomorrow. (laughs) Like, give it to me. Give it to me. (laughs) Sister, I almost ordered you a gift from Amazon yesterday. But then I'm thinking, is she going to think I'm crazy? But I saw the cutest Wonder Woman coffee mug. I'm like, I should totally get this for sister. Yes, I'll send it to you. You're a woman after my heart. I want want a Wonder Woman bobblehead because I have a Princess Leia bobblehead in my car. Oh, like, I'll time for that. a Wonder Woman bobblehead, you know? It really is. I finally well, I saw have... Wonder Woman. I finally Did saw you? Did you? Fun. Yes, no. it was so good. It was so good. I loved it. Oh, God. You've been holding out on us this whole time. I had no idea how that came. You saw it. You didn't tell us. I know. I know. We're going to have to have a definite recap, sister, after we're finished recording okay. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. You have to wait till I see it. So no recapping until I see it. Or I'll <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Uh, none, spoiler none alert. None has seen it and you two haven't. I don't even Seriously. know. Seriously. 
I don't even know you anymore. Who are you? You have a better social life than we do. Seriously. (laughs) Sister, how's your summer going? Well, it's hot in South Texas. And uh, I was just part of, and it's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to finish our series on the joy of the gospel and the last chapter of Spirit-Filled Evangelizers. But I just spent the last few days in hot July at the Catholic Convocation, um, hosted by the USCCB in Orlando, Florida. And I, it will easily go down as probably one of the high points of the summer. It was really great. Uh, somebody called it a World Youth Day for Adults without the Pope. <laughs> but it's it just was such a spirit of joy and just really a lot of great speakers and just really a, a time to get together and pray and worship and, and to kind of just pray into what the Holy Spirit's saying to the church right now. And so even though it was really stinking hot outside, we were all inside most of the day, but I really enjoyed it. So I was it was honored to be a part of that. So that, that's what I've been doing the last few days. So. Yeah, we, we heard so many great things, Sister, about your your piece um, there where, where you were uh, in the general session on a panel, and then you also had a, a, war, a breakout session. I heard so many good things. Even my parents watching EWTN. Oh, Sister Mary. You know, it was very sweet. Um, but I'm sure it sounded like it was so powerful. What a powerful event. Was there any highlights that you can think of off the top of your head? I really enjoyed listening to, um, well, Dr. Helen Alvarez was one of the general panels, and then uh, Cardinal Whirl gave a great talk as well. Uh, they were just all s- such great stuff. I had a, a really an, oper- an just a beautiful opportunity to co-host the breakout session on addiction with Father Sean Kilcally, who is part of Integrity Restored, and he helps people recover from porn addiction and sex addiction, and that priest is amazing. I mean, just to hear wow. his heart, his own story, and how he ministers to priests and to lay people, and... I was blown away, and it was also hosted by his colleague, uh, Matthew Simmons, and that was really an anointed, what a sacred time of just telling stories and encountering God's mercy. So, yeah, to to work with Father Sean was really, a, really a huge gift for my heart and my life. It was just really beautiful to see people on the journey like that, and to be so honest and vulnerable, and the strength and courage of that was so inspiring. Wow, that's awesome. That's really yeah. Awesome. Um, my husband was down there with sister for the convocation and, um, I was supposed to go and then decided at the last minute not to because of kiddos. But, um, Chris said, sister Miriam's main session, he said that just when she spoke and she shared her story so beautifully and so sacredly about just encountering Jesus that like sister, you just changed the whole atmosphere of that main session. He said it was just so powerful. Um, I have to laugh though, the amount of text messages I got from people from the convocation about, oh, I just saw your husband and talked to him more. Oh, you should have seen Sister Miriam's talk. I'm like, I should just have taken a picture of how many text messages I got between the two. I'm like, who's going to win? Sister Miriam or my husband? As many people, <laughs> people are going to text messages they saw. And so, but it was awesome. Like you were just an inspiration because I think you're just authentic witness. And so, um, you know, we were just, I was so proud of you, yeah. you know, so, Thank you. you know, Thanks be to God. I, I, I know you guys have been praying. We have other women in our, in our circle that have been praying and, and there, we can't make it without that. So I, I'm, it's, it was a, it was certainly a journey with all of you as well. So I'm very grateful. Um, yeah. And so it was beautiful. Yay. And come Holy Spirit. I can't wait Amen. to see what the fruits of this convocation are. And um, yes. I just want to give Bring a shout on. out. Way to go, USCCB. Like, it was mm-hmm. very well done. My husband mm-hmm. was talking to me how well done it was and that it was very well organized and just a beautiful experience. And so um, for everyone. So I love, love that, you know. Uh, so, right. 
Well, ladies, we've come to the uh, last part of our series on the joy of the gospel. And the last part is spirit-filled evangelizers, which, of course, they had Bishop Robert Barron giving the keynote and Patrick Lencioni as well that that morning of July 4th uh, and just really firing the crowd up. And so we're going to talk a bit about just chapter five and, and Pope Francis, his call to be spirit-filled evangelizers. And he says in number 259, I, I know this is dear to both of our hearts, but uh Pope Francis says, spirit-filled evangelizers means evangelizers fearlessly open, love this, fearlessly open to the working of the Holy Spirit. Fearlessly open to the working of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just want to be like, okay, go, go, like, like, talk amongst yourselves. So, Heather, girl, I know this lives in your heart, both of you, so I'm so happy we're having this conversation. What do you think? Spirit Fearlessly open to the working of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I just want to say, like, when I started reading Chapter 5, to be honest, okay, I started reading it at 11.30 last night because I was, like, doing my homework really late. This is so how I am. I'm, like, <laughs> burning the candle, the midnight oil, you know, to get in my homework before the morning podcast recording. But as I read this chapter, I wanted to highlight the entire chapter. I realized I was making notes on, like, every single thing that he was saying. But to start it off with this, just the fearless openness to the working of the Holy Spirit. I I love that. I think it just wraps up the whole chapter, really, because he's talking about that we can't do this without without the Holy Spirit, without the action of the Holy Spirit, and it coming from the depths of our own personal encounter with the Holy Spirit um, first, before we can evangelize. It really is meaningless without that. And I think that fearless openness uh, really speaks of Our Lady. That's what it made me think of, that just, uh, you know, that she was fearlessly open to the working of the Holy Spirit, and look what happened, you know, and she really is our model. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a beautiful opening line. Michelle? Well, you know. Um, <laughs> what could I not say? Let's see. Yeah, exactly. But that fearless openness to the Holy Spirit is, you know, just piggybacking on what Heather said, just the obedience, the fearless obedience that I will go where he tells me to go. I will do what he tells me to do. And I will do it boldly because I trust in him and not my own power, you know, and that stepping out in faith, that stepping out on the water like Peter did, but not looking at your own feet, just keeping your gaze on him and doing that. um you know, just doing bold things with him and in him for the gospel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're simple, you know, just the simple ordinary. And sometimes they're bigger than that. But just that trust that we could be fearless with him. And that when we lean into that power of the Holy Spirit, that he takes away the fear. Because once again, it's the Holy Spirit doing the heavy lifting. It's not us. It's him working through us and doing that. And um, that just gets me excited. You know, um, I think for us, it's a real, um, it's going to make us uncomfortable. You know, it's going to make us really uncomfortable, but it's going to do we give the Holy Spirit permission to be fearless in our life? Like, it's a real gut check for me. Like, all right, would someone say I'm fearless for the spirit? You know, like um, sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes maybe so, you know, it's just depending on that. So what about you, sister? <laughs> I love the fearlessly open. And, you know, he later on, he says, you know, the primary reason for evangelizing is the love of Jesus, which we have received. And the yeah. experience of salvation, which urges us to ever greater love of him. That's number 264. And he's like, what kind of love would not want to be spoken or, or known? And and that's true. We've talked about that throughout this whole journey, this five-part series of this goes always goes back to encounter. And somebody pointed out this week, I really felt – I 
really, I might, I mean, this is probably going to put me in crazy town, but I, there were certain moments during that convocation where I felt that the Holy Spirit could have broken out amongst the room. And it was almost like, and I was sitting there just saying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And some, some other people I was talking to felt the same thing. And I, I was like, what is that? Like, what are we afraid of? And I, it is like, cause it's beyond our control yep. and it goes out like what the Holy Spirit does in each of our hearts. It's, it's not crazy, but it goes beyond our control. And I think we love order and it's a wonderful thing. Please. I'm very type a, but there's a part where the Holy spirit wants to bring us beyond something beyond not just, it's just beyond it's supra. It's above, you know, anything we could accomplish. And I don't think any of us have ever regretted following the Holy spirit, you know, those promptings and those just areas of prayer or areas where he convicts us or areas of repentance or areas of just anointing. How many of us, I've, I can never say that I wish I wouldn't have followed that inspiration. I mean, I can tell you many times I wish I would have, right? When the Holy Spirit's do this, I'm like, no, that sounds weird. He's like, just do it. I'm like, no, I don't want to. So I love the fearlessly. And I, I wish, I just, that's my prayer for the church. Lord, make us fearless in following you. Make us fearless in proclaiming your love. You know, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot that we try to do on our own power. And that's just uh, who we are as human beings. You know, we are very self-reliant. We rely on, you know, our whatever we would call our own giftedness, although every good thing comes from God. <laughs> but, but I think sometimes we like to think of, well, yeah, I can do this or this is sort of my gifts or whatever. Um, but these are the things that can't be done on our own power. The Holy Spirit infuses us with a, a power beyond what we can do. And this is what Amen. happened to the apostles. You know, it says it turned them into heralds of God's wondrous deeds. So they were scared. They mm. were hiding. Um, they, they, they did, they couldn't speak in all the languages of the people. They weren't going to step out there until the Holy spirit came. And so for me, you know, I think in a very personal way, there's a lot of things that I say, I can't do that. Or I'm not good enough for that. Or I don't have those gifts or, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't do so many things that we can't do, but when we open ourselves to the Holy spirit, that's when miraculous things happen. That's when we see signs and wonders happen. And that's what the church needs. That's what our world needs. And that's what all of us are longing for is to see the presence of God, the kingdom of God come in power in our world. So I think we absolutely need to open ourselves to that and really lay before God, the areas that we are like, you know, these are all the things that I can't do. Come Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think that just is like opens the door for the Holy Spirit to move in huge ways in our own lives when we just say, I can't do this. Mm. Oh. Um, I loved it. And part 265 of this, when um, in the middle of that section, it says, sometimes we lose our enthusiasm for mission because we forget the gospel response to our deepest needs. Oh, yeah. good one. And, yeah. and I just love that. Just that openness that um, the gospel is an invitation to our heart's longings, you know, like, um, and sometimes I think those of us that serve in ministry of the church, that it becomes the job and we get exhausted because we think that we are like Holy Spirit juniors, you know, and that we have to make it happen. And like Heather was saying that just, um, no, it is him pouring into us and that he fills our deepest needs. And out of that filling, then we go out and do, you know, after that, like encounter, with the spirit, then we go out and he sends us forth on mission with him. We're not alone, you know? And I think for all of us that just in life, I think it just gets lonely. Like we feel like we are lonely, you know, and the Holy spirit's a comforter and he walks with us, you know, and it tells us in scripture, it's Jesus says, it's better that I leave because I'm sending you someone with you. You know, I think we talked about this in our Pentecost episode, but that he's with us in this to fill a need, our deepest need and our deepest longings, you know, of our heart, um, 
to join him on this adventure, you know? So, yeah. yeah. He puts it beautifully by in 265. He says, our infinite sadness can only be cured by an infinite love. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah. That's um, a good one. <laughs> I mean, it just says it right there. No need to expound on that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so often people ask me, it's a question I get in vocation panels all the time. And they say, you know, you're a religious sister, you know, you don't have a husband, a physical, you know, husband, don't you get lonely? And I really believe, I mean, there is a certain sacrifice, obviously, to a life of celibacy, but I think loneliness is a human condition. Oh, I agree. Because there's that, there's that life, you know, if... If And we all get lonely at times, even if you're the best spouse in the world or you're the best ministry or you have the best, because part of that ache will only be satisfied by God. So if we can learn how to navigate that and just when we experience that, it's not, oh, you know, I wish I was married to somebody else or I wish I had a different vocation or I wish I had a better, but to go to God and say, Lord, please fill me, just fill me from the core of my being, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, I totally and he goes on to say, you know, all throughout this chapter, he's really saying that this is where our ministry and evangelization needs to flow from, is this personal encounter. But it's not just like a personal encounter, like, okay, I prayed today and I met Jesus. But it's like the personal encounter in the deepest areas of our longing and wounds and aches and all of that stuff. Like, that, that's where we need to experience the infinite love of God, because it's out of that place that then we can share it with other people. And I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, he talks about the traps of when we're in ministry or different things. It can often become an obligation or burdensome or a duty, like even for people who are going to church, like that feeling of this is my duty. Um, but it needs to come from really that personal encounter that brings joy and meaning to our lives. Like Jesus should be the meaning to our life, not our job, not our success, oh, not, amen. Our, not our labels, you know. Um, that Jesus is the meaning. And I love this part where he says, whenever we do so, our lives become wonderfully complicated. I <laughs> and we experience intensely what it is to be a people, to be part of a people. He's talking uh -huh. about being the people of God, that we belong to God's family. And this is our deepest identity. But I just love that word, wonderf wonderfully complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that not such a great paradox? That's and awesome. so, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so at the beginning of that chapter, that's 270, where that Heather was taking that quote from. But it says, sometimes we are tempted to be the kind of Christians who keep the Lord's wounds at arm's length. Yet Ooh. Jesus wants us to touch human misery, to touch the suffering flesh of others. He hopes that we will stop looking. He, he hopes that we will stop looking for the those personal or communal niches which shelter us from the materialism, our human misfortune, and instead enter into the reality of other people's lives, you know? And um, I thought, wow, that's just a convicting call, you know, to enter into other people's brokenness, to enter, to realize our own brokenness, but enter into other people's um, brokenness also. Like, I'm like, oh, that's convicting, you know? Um, you know, just, wow, how he's going to call us into that, you know? Sister, what are your thoughts? That I, I that really resonates with me, and I was just I know this is going to totally date this podcast, but the reading for the mass reading for today is where Jesus, you know, sits down and eats with tax collectors, and he says, you know, I've come, you know, the physician don't the the, the healthy don't need a, the physician, the sick do, and I've I've come to to call the sinners, not the righteous, and that this morning I'm telling you I was weeping over it. I was just so convicted of how often self righteousness and self reliance is my default position, mm -hmm. and my own woundedness, but the woundedness of others. It's like, you just want to take a step back. And, and I was just, God convicted me and I was repenting this morning in such a deep way over the areas of my life where 
I want perfectionism over communion. Yeah. And, uh, it just blew, it just wrecked my heart. I, I just, even now, I mean, I'm just going to try to keep it together. It just, I know God is speaking to something to me in that of the humility of being little and just being loved, seeking that communion, allowing God to love me in that. And then the, the bond of him of love with him that comes from that versus the default position of, of like he's saying, of trying to kind of set up these relationships for myself where I don't have to suffer. I don't have to, you know what I mean? It's like all about me. And it, I, one of my favorite speakers, and I can't, of course, right now, you know who I'm talking about, the CFR priest that was on EWTN for a long time. He passed away. Father um, Benedict Benedict. 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 Yeah, thank you, Father Benedict Rochelle. He would always say, have no plans, but be led. Mm. And that's something that I really have kept in my mind ever since I heard him say that many years ago. It was probably 20 years ago that I heard him say that. And just to every morning surrender my plan, like, Lord, here's, you know, here's my ideas, but lead me, like bring into my life who you want to bring into my life today. What, and just that whole area of openness versus planning and grasping and just willingness, the willingness to be encountered, the willingness to be interrupted by the Holy Spirit, so to speak, mm-hmm. I think really changes how we see the world. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. And often we get into a mindset of doing all the time. Of course, we want to, we want to act, yes. we want to, you know, let our love flow into action. And, and of course, like that has to be an overflow of an encounter with God. But I agree with you, sister, it, it has to begin with just acknowledging and this was actually my prayer this morning, I found myself saying I was just like, quiet looking outside there was a beautiful view and i you know at first i was like lord just use me however you want like i want to i want to do whatever you want me to do and then i just paused i felt the holy spirit stirring me and i was like no i'm not going to use that language of like work you know like or use me or whatever and i just said lord Lord, i'm yours and i want to be where you are and that's where my prayer just changed and really it wasn't me it was the holy spirit just moving my heart into a different place of like first i'm yours and I just want to be wherever you are. And uh, and that's where it's going to flow amen. out of, you know, so wherever God leads us. So I, I very much agree with you that we have to let ourselves be wrecked <laughs> and, and <clears throat> daily encounter the, um, Jesus as our Savior. Because how are we supposed to offer a Savior to other people unless we we are being saved ourselves, you know, on a daily basis? Because it's not yeah. just, okay, save me from... Uh, you know, the fall <laughs> or original sin. It's like, Lord, save me now for myself. <laughs> and I think that whole idea of like wonderfully complicated living in that paradox, what he talks about, like for me personally right now, when I was reading this chapter, I was reading at the end of our vacation. And for me, it was like, okay, it wasn't even um, ministry things that came to mind or personal relationship things that came to mind. It was my kids that came to mind. Like one of my, um, my oldest son is on the autism spectrum, you know, and, you know, I found myself like in my flesh and, you know, just in my humanity being like, oh, my gosh, I wish he was easier in this. Like, I wish I didn't have to deal with this, like things that we find so simple. Like, I'm like, can he just get this, you know, and just and then having to take a step back. And I love the end of this chapter. It talks about Our Lady of Help and Lord's like. But if it was simple, you wouldn't need me, you know, and this is the kid that teaches me more. Well, mm. all my kids teach me. I think I feel like my kids teach me more than I teach them. But this is the kid teaches me more about the beauty of God and the wonder of God than any other child, mm. you know, and I would miss seeing God that way. If I, you know, it just makes me cry. If I didn't have something that was wonderfully complicated, mm. you know, and just, okay, like help, like I need help. Yeah. to figure out how to do this. And I think we want easy and God wants to give us him. 
Oh, know? girl, preach it. You know? Yes. And I think that is what we're called to, you know, is to be missionary disciples. And later in the in this chapter, it says, I want a missionary outburst, you know, and I love that. Like, I'm like, Lord, we just need some more missionary outbursts, you know, like we're, we just get it. You're going to fill us up and we're going to love and especially love those people right around us, you know, in our homes, in our communities and stuff like that. Like, Lord, just give me a missionary outburst. But I was praying like, OK, Lord, how do I do this child? And he just just say help like Our Lady of Help. That's all you have to ask. Mm. Just say, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to lean into that right now and keep on moving. Yeah, that's you know? beautiful, Michelle. That's so beautiful. <laughs> and, you know, there's something that um, Pope Francis says here that when he says, when we draw near to others, we encounter another person in love, we learn something new about God. And I know yep. that that's your experience with your son. It's <laughs> like you, you learn all kinds of new things about God um, with his wonderful complicatedness, you know, at times. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so, absolutely. Yeah. All good. I think also, I, I think what you're speaking of, like that call to the missionary outburst and the, the receptivity and the yes. I, and I love what Pope Francis, like so many of the Holy Fathers before him have done is he actually ends his apostolic exhortation with a cha- with a part on Our Lady our mother, the mother of evangelization and her, you know, that it's with her that, you know, the risen Christ makes this promise to us. And he says, you know, behold, I make all things new. And I, I, I love that. I love that, you know, she's a star of the new evangelization and that she is calling us, you know, you know, especially in this time to receive her son, to be filled anew with the Holy spirit and to say yes to miraculous things that there's always hope. Always. There's nothing that's beyond hope. There is no such thing as a hopeless person or a hopeless situation that the resurrection is a true story and God always wins. Mm-hmm. He triumphs. Amen. You know? Amen. So, and I just, yeah. So that's just kind of like some of my thoughts about that. And, um, I, we're almost coming to the end of our time here, ladies, but since this is our last uh, episode of our season of season one. So we've got 21 other episodes. So if you haven't, if you've missed a few, we'd love to just invite you this summer to, to go back and catch up. We've done a series on feminine genius and how to fight like a girl and all kinds of different things. But I'm wondering ladies, if you kind of offer our listeners just some summer thoughts, like what, what's one thing that you'd like to offer? Maybe not your one thing, one thing, but what is, what is something that you'd like to offer our listeners this summer as we just kind of pray into what God is doing in our life and we prepare uh, for the next season. So Heather, do you have anything in your heart you want to share with them? Uh, you know, I just, something that I've been thinking about lately is just being available to the present moment, like just enjoying the little things in the moment. Uh, I think often we can skip, I have, oh my gosh, you can get me on a rant about YouTube and, you know, all the things that we're (laughs) so used to seeing, like the most amazing things ever, you know, a hundred times a day. And I think it deadens our senses to just enjoying the ordinary, the daily, the present moment. And so I think just this summer, as, as everybody in some sense slows their pace a little bit, or at least has a change in schedule, um, to just open ourselves to the beauty of, of the everyday ordinary things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's and not for- my one thing. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I piggyback on Heather just to live into the summer. Mine is uh, kind of laughter. I just watched a TED talk by Anne Lamont, who I love. She's kind of little out there, but she's artsy and she's a recovering addict. And I just love her little artist soul. But she talks about laughter being carbonated holiness, which I just think is oh. a great definition for that. You I know? love that. Isn't that awesome? And so just to laugh, you know, like I can be really intense. I can be really 
goofy too, but just to laugh more, like, um, you know, need a little carbonated holiness in my life, you know, this summer. So trying to lean into that. What about you, sister? Oh, I, well, I love both of those things. I think also just that this summer we could just be especially mindful of just being open to being encountered by God, like kind of piggybacking on both what you guys are saying that, you know, it's often in the present moment that God encounters us all the time and we miss it. It's often in the unexpected joys that we're not expecting that God encounters us. He encounters us in our sorrow. And just to be open to that, whether that's time for prayer this summer or just the mindfulness of uh, just being open to being encountered by the one who loves us, just allowing him to, to go more deeply in our heart. I, that's really kind of what stirs in me. That's what's something that I hope to do as well is just to, to ever more deeply grow into allowing God to encounter me and bring me to life. Um, so, so well, uh, ladies, so this is our, all right. So our one thing. Okay. So what is your one thing for the summer that both of you would like to offer to our listeners. Michelle, do you want to go first? Sure. My one thing is actually not a book this time. Yes. Awe and <laughs> be wondered by that. Um, go crazy. But my one thing, I know this is kind of funny is um, for the end of our first season is to you, the listeners, like um, you guys are just amazing. We love reading your um reviews. We love getting your emails. We love that some of you have taken initiative in our meeting and small groups. Like y'all are amazing. And, um, that we, something we don't take lightly at all. Like, um, this is the reason why we even started the podcast for a place, a safe place for women to gather and express, you know, what's going on in their hearts and to not feel lonely on this journey. So, um, you guys are our one, my one thing, you know, um, I was reading one of the reviews, um, that we just got. And I just started crying, you know, because it was just so good. And it reminded me kind of that scene. And this is how I feel kind of like, um, with all the different things that I say yes to like work-wise that scene from, um, uh, you got mail when Meg Ryan talks about her shop when it's closing, you know, she said to see you all, it may just be like a little shop, but to us, it's something big, you know, that's how I feel like, you know, to you all, it may not seem something like when you comment or tell us your stories, but to us, your stories and your comments are a big deal. So, um, thank you. You know, um, yeah, it's been really inspiring to hear about, you know, church groups that, you know, every Saturday morning, I know one of our local parishes at St. Luke's, they, every Saturday morning at the parish, they just open it up and they play a podcast and 50 women come every Saturday morning to listen and, and have conversation after. And so that's something that we also, we hear you, you know, and we're in our next season, we're going to start um, adding questions and little things for discussion that some of the groups can use. And we're going to be doing some fun things with our website and some new branding and better recording. So there's lots of good things to come with that because we love you listeners yeah so Heather, my, what's your one thing yeah my issue. one thing is uh hillsong just came out with a new album called wonder and i, hmm. I just started listening to it and i really like it and i, I think also my kids are going to really like it as well so that's something that's going to be on in our house this summer i just you know in many ways i want my kids to i don't know about anybody else but i am so sick of pop music right now like I just, <laughs> you know, I can listen to it for a while. And then I'm like, Justin this is Bieber, ridiculous. You're done with him? Oh my gosh. It's like the same 20 songs over and over again. So I'm going to try to balance it out with some good Christian music, not cheesy Christian music that the kids can get into and just fill our home with, 
with good things and true things and and fun things because I was listening to a couple of songs on this album and it just I was like this is really fun like there's some really fun songs on here so the album is Wonder by Hillsong United sister what's your one thing I'll, I'll have to check it out my one thing actually and I I'm I'm getting old so I can't remember if I've said this before but I just have so enjoying it lately somebody finally gave me a copy of Father, Father Michael Scanlon's book Let the Fire Fall. Oh, yay. Awesome. And it is his autobiography and just a story of the Steubenville as it is now and in the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I am loving every minute of it. So that is my one thing. Let the Fire Fall by Father Michael Scanlon. I'm just really enjoying it a lot. Oh, yay. That's awesome. That's <laughs> really well, friends, we will break for the summer. And please know of our intercessory prayer for you and just all of your intentions and, and whatever journey God has for you. We're going to keep that in our hearts and prayers this summer. We will be back September 18th. Okay, that's Monday, September 18th. So please mark your calendar. We will meet you back there. Um, in the meantime, please catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Recommend them to a friend. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment. Uh, you can subscribe to us on our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com or on iTunes. And I just can I just close out this first season? It's been such a great journey with you all. I just want to close out this first season with a prayer that Pope Francis wrote at the end of the Apostolic Exhortation to Our Lady. So here you go. He says, Mary, star of the new evangelization, help us to bear radiant witness to communion, service, and ardent and generous faith, justice and love for the poor, that the joy of the gospel may reach to the ends of the earth, illuminating even the fringes of our world. Mother of the living gospel, wellspring of happiness for God's little ones, pray for us. Amen. Alleluia. So please join us again in September, and thank you for joining us for Season 1. We've enjoyed every minute of it. God bless you. Have a great summer.